0: listening to The Poster Boy Podcast. Our mission is to help young entrepreneurs in small-town America start, grow, and manage
1: 21st century businesses. Are you ready? Let's
0: get started. All right. Hey, this is Chad. Hey, and this is Drew. Today, we're going to talk about The Poster Boy Podcast. We're going to introduce Chad. We're going to talk about myself. We're going to talk about what this podcast is and what we're trying to do. I think we should start telling the listeners why we're doing this in the first place. Asking them, why should they listen to us daily?
1: Yeah. So I think it's uh, this podcast, Drew, we've talked about so many times um, and, and doing it. And the reason that we've chosen to do this is because, number one, when I started my company back in college, it was so difficult to figure out where to begin. And it was so hard to get actual real life examples that applied to me. I could read a book about someone who had made a billion dollars, but not someone who was trying to get to their first million. And what are the steps that you have to go through? And what are the ways in which you can do it? And so we created this podcast to help people really understand and overcome some of the hurdles that keep people out of being entrepreneurs.
0: There are more than enough books and podcasts out there that talk about. The the road to riches, Lord knows, there's enough podcasts to talk about how to be a good manager. But what about the audience? I mean, we're speaking to high schoolers, college kids, college dropouts, someone with a with a giant idea and a, and a host of ambition. They need to hear what roadblocks you've hit. Tell me a little bit about who you are. How did you come to be the business owner that you are today?
1: Absolutely. Well, I always think it's important to start out by reminding people that I grew up in a really small town. I did not come from money. I did not come from much of an entrepreneurial background outside of like the farming world. Really, I, I had nothing. Okay. And I moved to Chicago after high school and I met a friend. Who was in graphic design? And we, I wanted to do this little gift for my brother. We did it. And then, boom, my mom was like, Hey, you know, I'd like to get one of these for all the kids on the team. Everyone really loves it. And at that moment, we realized that something could begin. And so, you know, that's really how it got started. It it was that. And, um, you know, over time, today, you fast forward 13 years and we have 30, I think, as of this. As of this recording, 33 locations throughout the United States, one in Toronto. Uh, We have two offices in Mexico. We have one office in Indonesia. And we do millions of dollars a year in revenue. But it was definitely not something that was inevitable. It wasn't just inevitably going to happen, right? Evolution wasn't just going to make me successful. It took a lot of hard work. And I made more mistakes than... (laughs) Basically, anyone that I know to this point in my life, I think, I feel, yeah. I feel like I made a lot of them way more than once, too. And so I, I think part of this podcast is to really help people see some of the hurdles that I had and how I overcame them. Because what I found is that whenever you're starting a company, a lot of the things that, you know, that you're going to experience are very similar, regardless of the product or business that you go into.
0: Right. Hiring, firing, scaling, shipping. Some of these boring things, uh, maybe right, but necessary in in things you learn that you want to make sure other people hear. You you maybe glossed over the beginning, but I, I want I want everyone to recognize that you started off with one poster with one product, and then you went to international, multi million dollar in thirteen years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things that was really interesting was to get to the first million. Actually, probably you know it took a really long time now that I think about it., uh, but it was years ago, and I can tell you this you can you can do three hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollars in sales from hard work. It's very difficult to exceed a million without a system. And I think that that's where so many you know so many people they will benefit from this because it's stuff like this that you have to understand. You know, hard work can only take you so far, and then there comes a point where you have to have a visionary. Or you have to be one if you are the entrepreneur, you have to be the vision and you have to be able to see it and not only see it, but assemble all of the pieces to make it a reality. You know, and, and along the way, you have to be able to do it profitably. Otherwise, it's, you know, very difficult to stick right. around. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, a- along the way, it all started with one poster and it was a gift to my brother's baseball team. And from there, when we saw there was a demand, it became, you know, then the, the obsession became how can we sell these to other people? You know, and at first we thought it was schools and we thought it, I mean, I could really go down the list. I I had this idea that I was going to go to inner city basketball courts and find the person that was there who I thought was the best and that it seemed like everyone looked up to. And I was going to ask him if I could take photos of him and then make all these pictures or make this poster of him and then give it to him for free, hoping his friends would buy. And yeah, I put a lot of effort, energy into that and sold exactly zero posters. Uh, so, yeah. so that was a, <laughs> uh, an instant lesson where I realized that was not going to work. But, you know, then there there yeah. came a time where we found events, you know, we found events and we, we found ways of making that work. And then we did, we are able to work with schools and, you know, that also works. And we do do photo days and that does work today. You know, in the beginning, not all of it worked. And it was because we didn't know what we were doing, you know, and now and Drew, you'll get into your story, but working with you has really helped us shift a lot of our focus to online and stuff that we never saw possible but the one thing that we know now is possible is that you have to find the right person to make it happen and that's how we found you so i think you should probably tell people a little bit about you and your history yeah
0: um what a fun story i have a background that almost reads like a a very weird novel and it starts with um (laughs) it starts with my lack of college. So I left high school. I just started working, right? This was 2008. We all know, we all refer to it as the great recession, right? Of our modern times. And uh, I hit the market. I was, I waited tables for about six years and my wife crashed her car. We went and got a new car, the car dealer, the guy that sold us the car, his wife, worked at a magazine company. They said, Hey, if you're looking for a job, we could certainly use someone like you. So I started out as a designer. I did design for about five, six years. And I resolved that I didn't want to be a 70 year old designer whenever I finally grew up. So I started programming and then lo and behold, my, you know, I had my first kid. And then after I had my first kid, I worked at a bank and then I went into the advertising agency world. And what I realized is that I was slowly but surely accumulating knowledge from very diverse backgrounds, right? The ability to speak to people, to upsell, the ability to, to see design and appreciate the aesthetics of a, of a well-formed composition. I learned how to program, right? So I understood what the purpose of design was in a digital medium. And then I went to strategy and ultimately technology consulting, working with large Fortune 500 companies and helping them do Air quotes, you know, digital transformation. Worked at an agency and I, and I loved it to death. And I felt I felt fortunate enough, given the the people I knew in my life, to say that this was now six months ago. I quit my job because of the people I've surrounded myself with and the knowledge I've accumulated over time. I have realized that knowledge has value. Those results come from knowledge. So I hope that my purpose on this podcast, other than keeping Chad on track in his conversations is to drive a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of this cross-domain insight when it comes to things like digital marketing, business consulting, things like should we go into market in this way or that way, right? And how will users perceive this product? So it's been a pleasure to work with Chad because he basically said, here's the keys to my Ferrari, drive as fast as you can. And I have, and I see us driving faster and faster.
1: You... You did not go to college and I quit college with one semester left. And I think this is something that a lot of people will find that, you know, we don't have college degrees. Not to mention, we were both servers for a really long time. We've worked in a lot of really interesting areas. I mean, I put roofs on houses for a really long time and I'm scared of heights. So that combination was just all sorts of interesting. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, I, I think over time. Over time, we collected a lot of knowledge. And me personally, I think I've learned more from doing business than anything else that I've ever done. And I learned stuff that I didn't even want to learn because I didn't have a choice. Yeah. And I think that I will be able to help people understand how to think. And I think there's there's so much value in that that goes unnoticed. You know, it's just about understanding how to approach a problem and how to problem solve it really fast and efficient cost effective, things like that. And hopefully through some of my my personal experiences and Drew's experiences, you know, everyone listening out there can gain some form of knowledge and and really, you know, hopefully it helps them move into a better position. Yeah, in their well life. let's
0: let's talk about the format because I, I, I would hate to think that people listen to us because we have pleasant voices or we're funny. I think we've actually got some pretty cool ideas and some real life lessons. So maybe maybe we we for a moment talk about well, what can people expect out of every podcast, what's the format? What are they getting?
1: Absolutely. So we will start out every podcast with a quote by a famous person. And it will they will vary dramatically from week to week. And then from there, what we tend to do is apply the quote to some some story or something that's happened in my life personally, as well as Drew's. And then we conclude it with an action plan on how you can finish listening to our podcast and then get started by doing something similar in your life so I hope that that really sums it up drew I think um what
0: yeah do you think? I think I think that's a pretty good job because people need to listen to basically this is just a study on mistakes and uh, a way to view what's the word you use Chet adversity right I not twenty minutes ago asked you a question in my Infant business that I'm running up against that I'm sure you hit that, that nail a decade ago, right? Like there are lessons that people should hear boots on the ground, actual experience that help them move past those things, or even just prepare them for what is ahead of them. And they don't yet realize that because they've had their head in books or they're just blindly passionate about what they're doing. They're not thinking about the business aspects of a hobby or I'm working with someone right now who's launching a e-commerce organic plant-based pasta brand. Right, he's asking me to build a website. He's also asking me how to do shipping. Like these are, he's a man with a passion. How am I helping him go further in his business? And so I hope everyone takes that takes that knowledge away. We certainly don't want to just tell stories. We want people to get their yellow legal pad out and do something about it today. Like now. And if you're listening to this and this is a year later, then hopefully you've listened to more and you're listening to more because there's actually some really juicy knowledge in this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think it's it's pretty fun. Some of the stories that we do tell, they're very relatable to normal people that are just getting started because all the stuff that we're doing, you and I aren't anything out of the ordinary other than the fact that, you know, me personally, I've just stuck with a problem long enough to solve a lot of problems Along the way, you know, so I have basically I I started a company and I've solved a lot of problems along the way, which has when you do that, something inevitably gets better. And that's really where we are today. And you get to fast forward through 13 years of problem solving and how I did it and why and why we made the decisions that we made. You know, and it's it's really opening up about my life, which is something, Drew, that you know about me. I haven't done so much. uh, And, you know, I've always been told that I'm a person that everyone knows that no one knows and you know it's 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 an interesting yeah. saying about me but everyone around me would tell you that like everyone knows me but then no one really knows anything about me so this is a chance to kind of open up and share my life story and you know i hope it benefits people out there i hope one day you know my kids listen to it and they can find some some humor and and some of the problems that yeah. we've solved and you know hopefully it continues to have a, i you think know, a so good maybe
0: we can talk about what what else is going on in the poster boy world <laughs> right? Okay. So
1: we, uh, I chose to write a book called The Poster Boy, and it is a a book that is split. <clears throat> so it has two purposes. So number one, it tells my story. And then um, so odd chapters tell my story and even chapters apply how to start a business based on real life experiences that I've encountered over the years. And so it's really a kind of a how to get started. So many people that, that's really I've found. What holds them back is the how to get started part. Because once you get going, it's much easier to figure it out. But in addition to that, uh, Drew, we've worked together to launch the Poster Boy Academy, which uh, you know the the first course that we've launched is really how to get started in business with a yellow legal pad. And the reason we use the the reference of a yellow legal pad is I did so many so many things over the years and to this day with a yellow legal pad by writing down problems, going back looking at them. And solving them, you know, just from using this yellow legal pad, literally every time someone would call with an issue, I would write it down. And this approach became so systematic for me, but it worked. And I found that you can do it really, you can apply that this approach to anything and it works. So yeah, I think that checking out the poster boy Academy online, you if you are looking to get started, and you have no experience, it is by far the place to start. I mean, we talk about how to outsource in China, we talk about how to raise funds. We talk about marketing. We talk about you know email marketing. We talk about building a network. I mean, literally, how to you know construct an idea, literally from from ground zero. We take you all the way up to you know at the very end. We help you understand the the power of reverse engineering a million dollars. So it does it does cover all of that. And yeah, we put a
0: lot. Of oh, that's time powerful. Into reverse <laughs> engineering a million dollars. I've read it. The book is good. It's easy to read. Who do you want to pick up this book, Chad? Who's? What's the demographic? What's your target audience? And why did you write it for them?
1: The The target audience for me right out of the gate was a high school student or a young college student who isn't really sure what they want to do, but they really don't like following the, the traditional path. I think for me, the reason that that has been such an important um, demographic for me is because we hired a ton of high school students to be graphic designers for our company a few years back. And I learned so much about them by working with them. I mean, we, we employed quite a few of them and you, you just kind of see where they're at. And I think so many people spend so much time trying to figure out their life when they're in college, after they've already committed to, you know, so much debt and so many other things. And this for me is, is a spot that if I had had it, it would have benefited my life tremendously, you know, and and the importance of writing a book, this is not a vanity piece. This is about making a difference. And you, you will very rarely find me talk about actual hard numbers because I, it's not a vanity piece. Again, it goes back to if this book can make a difference in one person's life. And you really think about this, you think about the power of, you get what you give, you know, if we can, if we can change one kid's life who builds a big company and he employs 50 people, and then one of those kids learned from him, and they build a company, and they employ fifty people. You know the domino all all gets going because we committed our time, our effort, our resources into building a piece that you know hopefully can help someone change I think their life
0: that's amazing, Chad. I think that this is the right message at the right time. We look at changes, everything's being di- disrupted uh you look at colleges these days and we know that it's becoming expensive and trade schools have value. This is the right level of knowledge for those who maybe weren't even told as a child or even as a young young man or woman that starting a business is just as it's something that you can do just like go to college. Does it take the same level of grit to study as it does to think through customer service with the right level of dedication and belief? I think, again, this is the right message at the right time.
1: Absolutely. I think another thing, Drew, when you point out that, like, you know, the grit and all the things, what I hope people can understand and they can take away from, you know, all of the time that you and I are committing to all of this. I mean, just from the book to editing the book to, you know, the, the Poster Boy Academy courses. I mean, there is so much time going into this. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to we never give up. OK, and that's that's really what it. this, you know, this entire podcast will show you. And all of, you know, my life stories are the result of never giving up. And we want, we want to instill that in people because today so many people give up so quick. You know, if things don't go their way or they get their feelings hurt, they're so quick to quit and give up. And, you know, everyone's trying to find a get-rich-quick scheme and everyone's trying to do the easy thing. But, you know, I found that purpose, not money, is what makes life valuable. Being important you know, things along those lines are where I personally find so much value in life. And these are things that you will see along the way, because while money's great, great, uh, money is just nothing more than a reflection of how well you've spent your time. You know, some people, they might get $10 per hour. So that that shows you how well they spend their time. They're getting $10 per hour. But then if they were to take that same $10 and invest half of it every single week and save it and then. Accumulate money on it. Well, now they're taking their money to turn it into more money, and they're increasing their hourly, you know, worth. So now, if you know, if you're worth ten dollars an hour and you have a hundred dollars in the bank, you basically have ten hours of life in the bank, right? But if you can turn that into fifteen, or or, you know, to one hundred and fifty dollars, you've turned it into fifteen hours of life. So the goal is to accumulate life, right? That's really the way we look at it because every dollar that we're able to you know, to save and, and put it to good use and have it come back to us. With more, more money or life, however you want to call it, you're, you're creating a better life for yourself and, and your loved That's ones really and, and everyone around you, really. To
0: think through for someone listening right now. Well, let's let's talk about one last thing, which is it escaped my mind. <laughs> I, I have my field notes here. I, I did want to mention that the next episode, you know, we do this. Here it is. We do this podcast weekly. The next episode, the you know, officially the the first episode is talking about how it's hard to beat a person who never gives up. And I think that there will be challenges. You know, you're you're a decade in, and there are challenges, unique challenges to your size and scale and where you are in your business.
1: Well, and we talk about this, Drew. You and I have mentioned it to you so many times, and you will probably get sick of hearing it from the book and the course and all of our podcasts, but you can tell a lot about a business and a person by the quality of their problems. It stuck with me because I would get frustrated at how simple my problems were. And it just told me a lot about my life, you know, like, oh man, how do I pay my car payment this month? Like those are simple problems that you should not be worried about, right? You want to worry about bigger problems. Like today, you know, it's how do I transfer currency in three different, you know, to three different countries each week. Like, You just have different problems and that's the goal you want you want your quality of problems to grow and you want to do it within your own industry. You know, there are lots of companies and lots of easier ways to make money than what I've chosen. I mean, look, the digital world is the, is the way to make money because it's, it's all downloadable, you know? And for us, we, we, we've chosen a very difficult field, but at the same time, all businesses have their challenges. You just want people to realize, like, the, the goal is to create higher quality problems for yourself, both personally and professionally. And to do this, you continuously evaluate your problems and you write them down and you solve them one at a time. So that way, hopefully, you know, we don't do like Albert Einstein said and doing the same thing over (laughs) and over again, expecting different results. Drew and I both along with other people that we will bring on, you know, over the coming months, we are nothing more than the result of hard work. Like there is nothing that we've accomplished that not a single person listening could not accomplish. Not one. It just takes discipline, hard work, You know, the refusal of giving up and being committed to having better problems tomorrow. This has been another episode of The Poster Boy Podcast, brought to you by utproducts.com. Find and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Visit us at theposterboybook.com to grab your copy of the book.